Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freakin' Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P, Freakin' Rochester, also on Apple Freakin' Podcast, Freakin' Spotify, and Freakin' SoundCloud if everybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, my name is Taylor the Mozman Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Doug the Slug Freakin' Jordan, and then bringing up the rear we have Tadia Freakin' Risher, back from the dead, back as where he needs to be. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our weekend freaking review. <laughs> Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, it has been one week since we last spoke. And geez, Louise, down in my knees. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And he is cloaked in death. Once I thought there was one, now there is two. Weakers and tweakers, I think you know what I am speaking of here. Dawson. The angel of death, the naked on horseback angel of death, and he's bareback on that horseback. I've mentioned it before, Uyghurs and Tweakers. I don't know what he is doing to that animal, Uyghurs and Tweakers. Jeez Louise, but he rides swiftly and mercilessly and fiercely, and it is because the one who rides in front of him the lead-in, the one who breaks wind for him. Yep, you guessed it, Scott Regan of WXXI, WRUR, Jeez Louise, whatever the hell it's freaking called, freaking show called a freaking open tunings. And he has been putting us on blast for quite some time and all under our freaking noses. Scott Regan has been leading Dawson in, building his audience, caressing it, playing with it a little bit, getting it nice and warm and moist and ready for freaking Dawson to slip right in. Yep, you freaking guessed it. Scott Regan is our new public enemy number one here at Our Week Studios. Because everything that we try with Dawson doesn't freaking work. We're at our wits end over here. Dawson masquerading as a thoughtful, careful human being when he is actually a slug. Slime. Leaves a greasy trail wherever he goes, Uyghurs and Tweakers. But it is not the slime of a slug that follows him. It is the trail of the snail from betwixt his legs. Now, geez louise, down to my knees. I don't want to get bogged down with another one of these dark, depressing illuminations, as I would call them, but I thought I should get that off my chest, off the back, so we can have a nice good sew. Geez louise, down to my knees, a little housekeeping, freaking Sandy Fargus, please. Geez louise is on a sick as a freaking dog. And he is not in. Doug Jordan, who houses him in his garage, can tell you a little bit more about his illness. Doug, please fill us in on the details. Yeah, he's sick. He's got to stay in the garage. He can't come out of the garage. What does it look like? 
You got he has freaking he's got COVID. He's he's unvaccinated. He got freaking COVID. What? Yeah, he's not vaccinated. I kept telling him you got to go get vaccinated, and he kept saying, "Doug, I, Doug, I have freaking vaccines already. I, I I already have vaccines popping in my freaking veins. I don't need to go get another shot." And I said, "No, you got to go. You got to show up. You get the freaking vaccine." And then he said he was gonna do it, and then he just kept saying he kept getting freaking lost. I don't know. Did he test positive for COVID nineteen? The most deadly yeah. freaking virus in the history of the world. Jesus, Louise, down on my knees. It makes freaking. We look like freaking cat's milk. I just can't believe COVID-19 has finally freaking taken two members of the show already. No, it has slipped its greasy fingers into the spine of Sandy Fargus. What, Doug? Tell me what. I'm just confused about the cat's milk thing. What makes HIV look like cat's milk? What, what does that mean? Well, it's not as bad as look at the numbers. What is what does cat's milk have to Nearly do with? half the United States population has fallen to COVID nineteen, Doug Durden. And I don't think any of them have fallen to cat's milk, Doug. I think that's the point he's trying to make. Yeah. Yeah, but what, is cat's milk another type of disease that I just don't know about or No, it's a milk that comes from the cat. nipples of cats. Feeds little kittens. Makes them warm and cuddly and cute. And I you know I love cats. That's why I'm always covered in yes, cat fur. Do. I have cat fur literally everywhere. Not just on my clothing, Uyghurs and tweakers. Sometimes I sneeze and it comes out in the tissue paper. Now, Jesus Louise down on my knees. I did not know Sandy Fargus withheld that information. He just called me up. He said, he said, Taylor, I'm sick. I, 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 I can't come do the show. I, I feel like shit. And I said, geez, Louise, down in my knees, this doesn't sound like you, Sandy. And he said, I'll, I'll be over it soon, soon, soon. Yeah, and now he's got me running errands for him. I got to go to the liquor store every other day. Keep getting him freaking bottles of brown. Well, that is a good idea. Yeah. Bringing him soup. Guy maybe, can't taste anything. Maybe mix the freaking brown and a little bit of orange juice. Get his vitamin freaking C up. Yeah, that's a good idea. I should start bringing him orange juice too well geez louise down in my knees we will pray for thee a candlelight vizzle might be in order if this takes a turn for the i can't even say it i love the man so much he is like freaking if it freaking kills him i don't know is it possible to do one ahead of time just just in case we have to do another one after he dies i can't even think about it well, geez Louise, I'm sorry for this depressing beginning. We First, we were talking about freaking Scott Regan. Then Doug Jordan brought up Cats with AIDS. It was an absolutely horrible thing to talk about at freaking 3 p.m. on a freaking Wednesday when kids are just getting out of school, parents driving home, tuning the radio to freaking 104.3 FM, WAYO, LGBTQ freaking Rochester, and God bless you. So let's move on, Doug. Yeah, okay. And how are you and how was your week oh me you're asking me yeah i'm not but but you know my week was fine you know just been busy at at the restaurant well i was specifically asking you how was the herpes retreat which kept you off the show last week and god bless you for taking charge for once in your life taking care of business before business takes care of you 
Her, I don't, what, a herpes retreat? What's a herpes retreat? It's a retreat for people who have themselves been riddled with herpes, both inside and out. What's the point of that? To, Just to kind of be friends? Yeah, to camaraderie. Yeah, camaraderie and perhaps courtship, love. It's very easy for people to fall in love because they're both inf- afflicted with the same disease. It's kind of like a leper colony, a modern-day leper colony, where people get together and maybe bathe their wounds and wrap themselves in some sort of fibrous material, cloth up. Everyone wears a mask. They masquerade. Bathe in freaking cat's milk. I don't know, Dudzard. Like the Phantom of the Opera mask? Is that what you're talking about? The face covering mask. Like a leper. I guess it. Lepers wore masks? I, Doug Jordan, it seems right now talking to you like there is a delay. And I know for goddamn Satellite New York, I am looking at the freaking readout right now. It is coming in clear. And you are about as delayed as I shouldn't say the next part. But geez Louise, down on my knees, you are very delayed in your responses and subdued. And we are trying to have a high energy freaking basically a midday show that acts like a freaking morning show. So... But, yeah, I'm just talking. So how was the retreat? I didn't go on the retreat. I, that's why I'm asking all the questions about it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, I got word that you were on a Herbie's retreat, and Tadia Rizzer, uh, I'm at this point, has heard all good well about that. Yeah, I, it's, he called me up like five times last week, and I, and I was like, why can't you just call Doug about literally anything that he was talking about to me. And he said, well, Doug's on a, uh, Doug's on a herpes retreat. And I said, what the, what the freaking heck's at a herpes retreat? And he said, it was a place where you go and bathe in cat's milk and wear masks. And so I, I assumed you were on a herpes retreat. It made sense to me. You got pretty herpes. Make, I don't, well, I don't have herpes for one. Sandy has freaking herpes. Maybe we should send him on the retreat. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't even think of that. He has herpes. You're right. As everybody knows, Weakers and Tweakers, yeah. Sandy will admit to it. First things first. Yeah. Does that mean that he is immunocompromised, Doug Jordan? And if so, is that the freaking kitty cocktail that will finally put that freaking very small man with a very big heart six feet under the grave? I don't, does that make you immunocompromised? I don't really know the criteria for that. So well, what did they tell you at herpes camp? I didn't go to herpes camp. I was working at the restaurant where he came and filled in a couple dish, dish shifts. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe you were going at night. I don't know. I did see. How was it the retreat re- then? Well, maybe so just you a hotel? couldn't make. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a hotel. That's a good point. Maybe I got carried away with the whole thing. I don't know. Sandy would, if he was here. If Sandy were alive right now, he would be able to back me up on this. He is alive. He's in my garage. And you should be attending to his wounds. And um, I'm sorry. I'm just a little bit nervous. Now, as you were saying, Doug Jordan, how was your week? Yeah, my week was fine. It was working the whole time. Uh, I really want to go see the new Batman movie. Why? I don't know. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It's got good reviews. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Okay. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, Tadia freaking Richard, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Well, first things first, as always, thank you for the freaking blessing. Very, very blessed to be here. Very, very freaking funny, as always, as the Dickens. Uh, my week has been uh, pretty good, and I'm doing, you know, okay. Um, you know, I, I think the last time I was on the show, I was coming off a pretty strong bender, and uh, then I freaking... Well, I'll be honest, kept freaking going on a bender. And uh, now I'm just, uh, you know, just kind of hanging out. I'm visiting my parents this week. That's it. That was my week. You're visiting your parents? Yeah. Don't they live in the same city that you live in? Yeah, I was under that. And, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah they do. They, uh, they live here in Rochester. So you're saying you're just staying there for a long time or I mean, I don't know how you would define a long time, Doug. I'm staying here for certainly more than one week, but you know, just visiting my parents. No big deal. Don't you have an apartment? Um, you know, I think that's kind of a, maybe a trick question almost to like, do I have an apartment? Um, my parents live in an apartment, and I happen to be staying here, so it 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 is kind of my apartment for the time being. Um, Doug, yeah. I, I am confused. What is he t- trying to tell me? Yeah, I think you, I, you you could just say you moved back in with your parents. There's no shame in that. Well, but I um, okay, but I wouldn't say that I moved back in with my parents. I, you know would say that I, I mean, much like the show took a freaking sabbatical, I am taking a sabbatical from uh, my current living state. And yes, I am sabbaticaling in my freaking parents. Oh, okay. All right. I got confused there. And geez, yeah. Louise, down on my knees. It all makes sense now, I guess. So, yeah, it's uh, been great. Haven't talked to my parents since I dropped out of school. Um, showed up at their friggin' house, drunk as the friggin' Dickens, high as the friggin' Dickens, and just haven't left. And they oh, blessed you with open arms. Well, well, I mean, my dad did not talk to me for the first couple of days, but hmm. Hmm. well, fathers and sons, you know, Doug yeah. Jordan can tell you all about that. Now, geez, Louise, down to my knees. Before we move on. I have to mention a little bit about my week. As the show is called Our Week in Review, I will review what happened to me. Now, Jesus Louise down on my knees last week. We put uh, Sound of Tomorrow on blast a little bit, and we also just talked about the exploits, maybe some of the insanity of one of the co-hosts of that freaking show, name of freaking Ross, and... Jeez Louise, down on my knees, I got a very disturbing letter that was had a bullet wrapped in it from Ross. And it was signed in blood and some other liquids that I could not identify but for my sense of smell could... Get pretty close, if you know what I mean, freaking Uyghurs and Tweegers. Now, geez, Louise, down on my knees. We said a very funny, hilarious story that also happens to be very true about Ross brandishing a pistol after a night of drinking with Sandy Vargas and then 
putting that freaking pistol, one revolver, into his mouth with a single bullet in it and playing a game of Russian roulette as we decided to call the evening and bid it adieu. Now, apparently Ross didn't like that. And for the freaking diggings of me, I can't fr- figure out freaking why, because it painted him in a fairly hilarious freaking picture. And for mm-hmm. listeners of the show Sound of Tomorrow, maybe it conflicts with the image that he presents of himself on that show, but I can only tell weakers and tweakers about the perception that I had that evening when we went out drinking. Now, obviously, I am always sober as the Dickens since about 10 years ago. So, geez, Louise, down in my knees, I think I have a pretty accurate memory of the Eve. But at the same time, the blood on the letter, the note itself, the violent imagery that he used toward me and freaking Sandy Vargas, and the bullet that was inside of the letter makes me very freaking nervous. And I have been maybe a little more careful when I am gallivanting through the city. I have stayed at the edge of sidewalks toward the buses. I have been pacing myself slowly and deliberately hiding at times in gutters and trash piles and in brush. So geez, Louise down on my knees. I also have a rash might be from, The trash also might be from the brush, might be poison ivy. You never know. But Ross, geez Louise, down on my knees, we told that story with utmost respect to you and your show, and God bless you. I hope that fixes things. I don't think it will. No, well, geez Louise, down on my knees. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. We got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get to that, we have a brand new segment for you. And it is called Tadia's Thoughts. Jeez Louise, this week on Tadia's Thoughts, Tadia will be discussing the war in Ukraine. So, Tadia, if you will, please. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'll start with a little bit of background about the whole conflict in Eastern Europe. To do that, we have to go back to 1991 when Ukraine became its own independent country, formerly part of the Soviet Union, which was on its way out before the Ukraine became a freaking independent country. After they did and Russia started to form their own country. Russia has always held a bit of a grudge against the Ukraine, kind of wanting that territory back, and also just their involvement with the North American Treaty Organization, also known as NATO, in which NATO is partnered with some very powerful Western European countries, the United States and Canada, in a bit of a pact where if you attack one of their countries, the rest will in turn go ahead and attack the rest of you. So really just kind of a defensive support for each other. And the Ukraine has wanted to be a part of NATO for a very, very long time. Unfortunately, Russian President Vladimir Putin does not want that to be a thing. He is scared that that will put NATO, who he fears as a powerful nuclear enemy, too close to his own border. So about a month ago or a couple of months ago, he started massing troops at the Ukrainian border. And President Joe Biden did signal that uh, he expected Russia to invade the Ukraine. And as a matter of fact, about uh, 
two and a half weeks ago, they did just that. They launched a campaign that was meant to be very quick and over in a few days so that they could essentially remove all of the leadership in the Ukraine and install their own puppet government. However, the Ukraine has fought very valiantly, and it looks like Russia is actually exhausting a lot of its supplies, thinking that the war would only last essentially two to three days and now it's gone on for almost half a month so the ukraine wants nato and the united states and all these other western powerful countries to step in and help however there is tension because of the possible nuclear fallout should another country step in and help the ukraine um so very delicate situation over there and a very scary one doug jordan um I'm surprised you knew all that. This is more than I knew. Why are you surprised I knew all that? That just there's a lot of information all at once. It was a lot of information. Yeah. Well. Anyway, my thoughts are on on it are that you know we need to keep staying the course and supplying the Ukraine as much as we can with our own uh, weapons and and trying to stay neutral and yet supportive of our allies uh, to fight really the tyranny that is being launched out of Russia. Um, and I just hope that they're able to hold out for you know a few more weeks and hopefully we can get these peace talks that they've been meeting underway. And uh, it looks like China's staying out of out of the conflict militarily speaking, which is good. Um, so as long as we keep up with the sanctions, I think we're we're headed for a good outcome, Doug. Yeah, I thought NATO was the main character in freaking Matrix, so I am glad you freaking. Yeah, illuminated but, that for me because I was I have been so confused. I said NATO is back. He died in the last one. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of of Neo in in the fourth Matrix movie, and and I did like that fourth Matrix movie. I thought I thought it was hilarious. God, but imagine if the freaking Ukrainian army had freaking Neo. Be over. Yeah, would be over after a couple of days. It wouldn't have lasted this long. No, he'd slow motion shoot Vladimir Putin right in his freaking head. Be dodging all them bullets, Doug Jordan. So, Jesus Louise, yeah. God bless them all, both sides. Yeah. Both well, sides, you know, I mean, Jesus Louise. I mean, they're all people, right? Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We got a great freaking hilarious freaking episode full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in, join the conversation. Call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Ben Affleck made headlines for his quote exceptionally good snail work on the upcoming film Deep Water, according to Entertainment Weekly. In the erotic thriller, Affleck plays Vic, a snail-obsessed man who raises mollusks in a room in the house he shares with his unsatisfied wife, Melinda, played by Anna de Armas, and Rambunctious Daughter, played by Trixie, I mean, Rambunctious Daughter Trixie, played by Gracie Jenkins. Max Anton, the film's snail wrangler, told the publication that Affleck displayed great care with gastropods while on set. Quote, Ben was fantastic to work with. He connected instantly with mollusks. They are very simple animals without even really brains. As you know, they exhibited all the kind of love and fidelity that these humans were seemingly incapable of. 
the draw of the snails for Ben's character is that it's almost like peering into a world that he desires and he can't have. So, cheese Louise down to my knees. Ben the freaking Affleck is a snail man. And I would have never guessed it. Now, I had so many questions about this movie. And Doug Zorin, have you seen a trailer? And no, I have not. I have not seen a trailer of the of the snail movie. That's what it's called. It is called Deep Water, and it okay, is no. about snails. Now, it is also a, an erotic thriller. Now that would lead me to believe that these snails, at some point, get out of their enclosures. And Tadia can talk a little bit about this because he has much experience with snails, as Weakers and Tweakers know, and slither into the private parts of freaking one Ben Affleck. Maybe into his rear freaking end, some of them into his mouth, and what happens after that, I do not know. Tadia, please. Well, first of all, let me just say uh, I am very, very, very interested in this movie, and I will be critiquing it with the highest level of freaking expertise and criticism that I possibly can provide. Second of all, uh, what happens after a snail climbs up your rear freaking end is exactly what you would think would happen after that happens. You go to the bathroom, you freaking bend down, do your thing, void your bowels, and snails come out your butt. Um it's not pleasant. It's not uh, anything that I would wish upon anybody. And uh, I hope if Ben Affleck truly is as, as great in this movie as they say he is, that he was a method actor and he put the snails up his rear friggin' end. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what they're kind of saying here. Also, what is absolutely freaking hilarious is that Max Anton, the film's snail wrangler, likens Affleck to the snail. He says he connects instantly with them. They are very simple animals without even really brains. Yeah. Now, he does not mention that they are alcoholic animals that get very, very drunk and end up at Jack in the Box at four in the morning, being driven around by their ex-wife before being dropped off at rehab. And that happened several times, didn't it, Doug Jordan? Yeah, I think as far as the news said, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just hope that some of these snails, maybe their compassion for lovemaking rubs off on Affleck in a way that can keep him from that great brown liquor that he loves so much. The taste of his lips. And I was also wondering, Doug Jordan, do you think that freaking Sandy might have consumption? What what is the word here? Consumption? Yeah, well, you know, I've always heard people say that. I don't I don't know what that means. That is when you drink so much you get a thing called consumption and you become stricken with drink and ill. Your body shark starts to shut down. That's from consumption? Yeah. Bad for your liver, Doug Jordan. Look it up. What does it say? The using up of a resource. That's not the right. <laughs> a wasting disease, especially pulmonary tuberculosis. Well, that's not what they're talking about in Ireland. Let me, let me tell you that. 
talking about drinking yourself to death. Last week, a woman who had been hospitalized for a urinary tract infection was discovered to have a glass tumbler in her bladder, according to the U.S. Sun. The woman, a 45-year-old from Tunisia, sought medical attention for symptoms associated with a lower UTI. Doctors were shocked when x-rays revealed a drinking glass encased in a bladder stone over three inches wide. According to the woman, she had used the glass as a sex toy over four years earlier and inadvertently maneuvered the glass into her urethra instead of her vagina. Some have speculated that the woman was experimenting with the risky act of, quote, urethra sounding. According to WMD, urethra sounding involves inserting an object into the urethra to, quote, heighten sexual pleasure and arousal. If you, if you accidentally slip a friggin' glass in your friggin' body, wouldn't you just go to the doctor immediately and not four years later? Well, you'd think, but geez louise down on my knees, I think I would try to fish it out first. And maybe, if I'm being perfectly honest, start fishing around down there with forceps or some sort of just my hands i might get distracted i might forget about that start playing with myself next thing i know i'm just enjoying playing with myself totally forgot that there was a glass in there four years later guess what oh yeah geez louise i forgot about that yeah i'll be honest if i had took the time to fish out everything that i got freaking stuck stuck up my rear end i wouldn't be here today let me tell you that yeah, you never get anything done Exactly. So yeah. sometimes yeah. it's just better to let it go, Doug. And if it truly is yours, it'll come back. Yeah. If you set it free, well, I guess we'll see. Now, geez, Louise, last week, fast food giant PDQ added all new menu items, buffalo blue sauce and Oreo cookie mint shake, according to the fast food post. Now loyal fans of the chicken chain can spice up any menu item. Hand breaded chicken tenders, nuggets, a signature salad, or a buffalo blue sandwich by adding the brand's signature buffalo blue sauce. A smooth and tangy sauce with a spicy finish. The jacked buffy blue sandwich with features two crispy tenders tossed in buffalo blue sauce is topped with lettuce, pepper jack cheese, and bacon on toasted plain bun for $8.19. Participating PDQ locations are also offering a hand-spun Oreo cookie mint shake consisting of vanilla ice cream mixed with mint syrup and Oreo cookie pieces and topped with whipped cream and a cherry. The Oreo cookie mint shake will have you begging for mama's buttermilk with a warm slice of her cherry pie. Doug Jordan, take it to the sports desk. Okay. I never even heard of uh, PDQ. Uh, this is Doug Jordan's. This is the. This is where the uh, sport. This is Doug Jordan's sports desk. With so they added. What? What? Nothing. What are you gonna say? Nothing, please. Well, this chain PDQ, which apparently is short for People Dedicated to Quality, uh, they're a fast food restaurant and casual with their high touch high integrity approach to to dining. Are you just reading that from their website? 
Yeah. It was founded in 2011 in Tampa, Florida. Talk a little bit about the Jack Buffy Blue. It just sounds like a... a it's okay, the Jack Buffy Blue sandwich is two... There's a chicken tender sandwich uh, in buffalo blue sauce, and they have lettuce, pepper jack cheese, and bacon on a toasted plain bun, and it's only $8.19. Prices may vary, I imagine. Well, it says eight nineteen in the copy, so... Yeah. Doug, let me let me spin you a friggin' tale here. What if I eat this jacked Buffy blue sandwich and I, I finish it up and I'm like, wow, that was delicious. But you know what? I'm hankering for a bit of friggin' dessert. What, what, what should I do? And I'm still a PDQ, by the way. But you could you get the hand spun Oreo cookie mint shake, with which the, is vanilla. Wait a minute. With, with the buffalo blue sauce. No, you get a milkshake afterwards. Why would you want? No, it says buffalo blue sauce and Oreo cookie mint shake right in the copy. They're two separate items. First they're line. Two separate items. It says it together. And means that they're conjoined. It's a con- it's a contraction. Conj- it's a con- you wrote the copy. It's a con- two new items. Conjunction. Buffalo blue sauce. It should say or. No, I'm glad you're bringing this up, Doug, because I I also think that they're that we're missing a second piece because they have the buffalo blue sauce and cookie mint shake. But what's mm-hmm. the second item? Yeah. No, it's two different things. It's buffalo blue and cook, Oreo cookie mint shake. Buffalo blue sauce di- and Oreo cookie mint shake. It's one thing. It sounds but disgusting. The shake will have I'll you begging it. for. Oh, you know what it is? Mama's better milk and a warm slice of her cherry pie is the second one. Yeah, that does sound good. Actually, be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, the closest ones in, uh, from us in Rochester is New Jersey. And how far? Give me some directions on that. Google it. Okay, I can if I find one near me, and I put my zip code, it'll pop it up. It's only 257.2 miles away. So calculate that going 150 miles an hour. Well, if you're going 150 miles an hour, it'd be there in an hour and a half. A little, maybe an hour 45. That's not so bad. Maybe we should go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not going to drive. It's probably going to take longer than that. That probably warm freaking Sandy Spirits taking him to a freaking fast food chain he never been to, likely. Bringing him back a slice of freaking warm cherry pie and freaking buffalo blue sauce and Oreo cookie mint shake. Yeah. A good idea. Last week, Queen Elizabeth made headlines after reports about her failing mobility began circulating, according to Geo News. Quote, it's quite simple, really. She's finding it extremely difficult to walk or stand for long periods of time, said veteran royal reporter Phil Dampier. The news comes after the queen was hospitalized following her COVID-19 diagnosis. And although the royal bag of bones narrowly escaped the grave once again, the dark shadowy figure of death appears to be close on her trail. According to reports, the queen herself told military visitors at Windsor Castle, quote, as you can see, I can't move. So that's freaking absolutely freaking hilarious. Now, geez louise down on my knees. The queen is 106 years old. Years young. I don't care. Geez louise down on my knees. And 
at this point, it makes more sense to count the days until death until rather than counting the days she's been alive. It's a smaller, easier figure to deal with. We should say she's 360 days till death. Or she is, we are, we imagine she's 45 days till death. Kind of like the doomsday clock, Doug Jordan. You don't count up. It's half past midnight. We're five minutes to midnight. Midnight is when the Russians drop the bomb. Now, yeah. I think that Queen Elizabeth, God bless her, has done some horrible, terrible things in her life. And I don't know why. I have no evidence to prove such things. But I don't like her. And Diana getting killed by the paparazzos? I don't think so. I don't even think they have the mafia over there. I think, geez, Louise, down on my knees, it was probably the queen in their damn dundies coming after her, Doug Jordan. And maybe those palace guards that stand there so silently in their funny woolen hats. What are the damn dun? Would you say the damn dundies? Yeah. What is that? What is that? I don't know. So I have to. It's a turn of phrase. I have in my control stays, and I do not have Google, as you know. I am recording the show for future freaking broadcast, and I am running the network run by freaking satellite, the great satellite in the sky, satellite in freaking New York, where we get our freaking hyperlink from. According to uh, UrbanDictionary.com, damn dundies is slang for underwear. Well, there you go. So she put her underwear on, on them and on her killed, killed her? I hope not. Diana? She's been wearing the same underwear the whole time, Doug Jordan. The whole, that's the crown. That's the secret of the crown. They're going to make that queen too, the secret of the crown. Now, geez, Louise, down my last week in related news, a new study purports to shed light on the evolutionary origin of disgust toward older adults, according to PsyPost. The study, published in Evolutionary Psychology, used three separate case findings to determine that we are indeed disgusted by geriatric populations. Quote, when older people carry negative cues, Familiar older people will induce a lower level of disgust than that of the unfamiliar older people and trigger a lower level of behavioral avoidance. So, when you see an old person, and this happens to everyone, don't care who you are, don't care if you're an old person yourself, you see an old bag of bones wheeling down a walker down an aisle at the grocer. And even though you need that freaking can of cherry pie filling sitting there gloriously glistening in those freaking fluorescent lights from above, you will turn left toward the freaking baked beans, Doug Jordan. Not even the ones with pork, the vegetarian baked beans. You will choose those baked beans, and when you get home, you will eat that baked bean pie that you make so begrudgingly against that old person that turned you away from that perfect cherry pie filling. Because you do not veer toward death. We run from it. You ever feel like an old person grabs your arm, pulls you toward them to discuss something, to tell you some tale of their 
younger years, and you can feel death coursing through that cold grip, and you want to recoil, and they just hold you tighter and tighter, and you can feel your soul slipping into that cold, dark night, Doug Jordan, where we all go one day. I always go the other way when I see an old person. And you got all that from the from this quote here that says when when older people carry negative cues, familiar older people will induce a lower level of disgust than that of the unfamiliar older people and trigger a lower level of behavioral avoidance. Yeah, I I did. I don't even understand. I don't really even understand what that's saying. Well, I didn't really understand what the entire news story was saying because it was based on text that I didn't understand to begin with. So I just pulled one quote and figured we'd talk about how when I'm in the grocery store shopping for apple pie filling or freaking cherry pie filling or any type of pie filling, I end up getting freaking baked beans instead and makes a disgusting pie. There's always just an old person standing at the pie filling. Most you, of the time. Yeah, most beans. of the time. Yeah. Doug, I, I challenge you to find one time in a grocery store where an old person's not standing in front of the freaking pie filling. You know, that's a, that is a valid point. I think that I can't really think of a time there. I haven't seen that. Sometimes I go into the next dial. I try to get some jello, maybe get a vegan pudding, make a pudding pie, make a chocolate pie, make a vanilla chocolate pudding pie. Jeez Louise down on my knees. They're standing right by there. And I end up getting freaking going back to the baked bean aisle, getting baked beans, making a baked bean pie. How did that turn out? It. I told you, it's disgusting. And I never wait for it to cool, so it's really hot and very beany. And it doesn't. It's, it, it really tastes horrible with whipped cream on it. I don't know why I keep trying that. Yeah, but here's yeah. the... Th- Here's the thing with you is that you probably eat the entire friggin' thing. And yeah. Then you, then you, instead of just, I, I don't know, like trying a different pie ingredient, you, you probably just keep going back to the baked beans. Well, cause I keep, I eat the whole pie and then I think to myself, geez, Louise down on my knees. That did not satiate my appetite for the cherry pie for the warm cherry pie that I was so looking forward to when I decided to bake myself a delicious pie, go back to the grocer walk down the freaking pie filling aisle. Guess what? Jeez Louise down to my knees. There they are again. Cold grip of death. Ready to freaking suck the life out of my freaking body. Right out of my freaking arm. My hair stands on ends, Doug Jordan. And they can see it in my eyes. They lock their eyes onto mine. I try to get away. I run as fast as I can. I have to dart down the aisle. I reach my hand out for anything. Don't care what I'm grabbing. Just to make it look like I'm shopping like a normal person. I grab the nearest thing to me. I dash down the aisle. I get to the end of the aisle. I look at my hand. Can of baked beans. How many cans of baked beans do they have in this store that you just you only grab freaking baked beans? Have you ever been to the freaking grocery store? They got aisles and aisles of baked beans. Ninety percent of the store is baked beans. For every old person standing in front of pie filling, there's a freaking can of baked beans. Oh yeah, there's a hundred of them. So, okay, what's your recipe for this baked bean pie? You just or you just dump the the beans in a pie tin. Well, I got. I make. I make a great up. crust. I haven't. I never told you about my crust. No, what's how, what's the crust? 
geez, Louise, it is a beautiful freaking, absolutely crispy, eggy crust. And and I do a braided top. So it is prime for cherry pie filling. But obviously I don't, I can't, I always want it. Whenever I want it, it never seems cherries are in season. So I always just buy the cherry pie filling. Plus I kind of like the filling better than actual cherries. They're a little bit too tart for me. So I go for the freaking pie filling. I end up making a beautiful pie. It looks delicious. It smells terrible because it's just filled with baked beans. It tastes terrible because it's just filled with baked beans. And Do you add anything to, to make it kind of solidify? Or when you cut into it, it just all the beans spill everywhere? Yeah, they spill. I usually don't cut into it because I'm cooking for one over here. So I just sort of, you know, get a big spoon, like a serving spoon, and I just shovel it in. You top it with anything? Yeah, sometimes whipped cream. I told you, I'd sometimes do that. And it. So you keep every single ingredient of a cherry pie, it did the sweet ingredients included, but put baked beans in instead of cherries. Yeah. Yeah. And I got everything on hand. Everything else I can get, no problem. It's just the cherry pie filling I have so much trouble with at my local yeah. grocer. Yeah. I gotta shop. Stop shopping at Tops. Sandy always goes to Wegmans. I always go to Tops. No, well, there's your problem. That's that's old people central. Yeah. So. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been a great freaking hilarious freaking episode. But before we leave, you have one segment left for you now. As the air becomes warmer and the snow melts away and the bits of your loins sprout to greet the new day, you find yourself taken with the spirit of spring and your body parts begin to vibrate and sing. But with all that is new, you can still feel the cold as the darkness inside you begins to fester and mold. Soon you'll be peering from behind hidden places and lurking in the shadows of public spaces. But before something is done you cannot undo, consider this advice from our Week in Review. For we will offer the answer a vacation to take with this week's very special Guide to Spring Break. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, what we're going to do is give you a quick our week's freaking guide to spring break using the eight category systems analysis it's a perfect system the first being food the second being seltzer the third being clothing the fourth being toilet the fifth being cars and motorcycles the sixth being sports the seventh being geography and the eighth being miscellaneous with Doug Jordan everybody knows is sex so without further freaking ado number one food and I hate to do this because I feel like we've just been talking about this but I gotta say it baked beans this is a situation where actually baked beans are perfect because you get beans, you get franks, you eat them all week long. Everybody likes them. Beans, franks, buns, chips, and ketchup, mustard, soda. soda. Yeah, lots of freaking soda. Mm. Orange soda, Sprite, Mountain Dew, freaking cherry Mountain Dew called Coda Red. Also, then we maybe get the Baja Blast, although you can't get it in stores, but I feel mm. like they have it once in you a can. while. Well, sometimes you can get That's, it once in a while, yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. Also, There's live so wire, if you mix the orange one. Also, but, if you mix friggin' Blue Gatorade and Mountain Dew, it just tastes like Baja Blast. That's a good point. That's a good freaking point. I'm so, gonna have to, I've never heard that. I'm going to have to freaking try that. Weegers and Tweegers heard it first, yeah. So, geez, yeah. Louise, down on my knees. Unfortunately, 
prior to what we were talking about here, this is a perfect situation for freaking Franks and Beans. So, number two is Seltzer, and we're going to go to, this is normally freaking Sandy's territory. Doug Jordan, why don't you take Seltzer? Um, yeah, I'm not really prepared for that. I kind of usually just do toilet and miscellaneous, which is uh, sucks, but I can do the, I'll shelter. I can do that. Probably won't, if you're going somewhere, you stay in a stay in a hotel, yeah. or maybe get a trailer, yeah, or maybe camp, yeah. go camping somewhere, yeah, and bring a tent, yeah. maybe a little tent on the beats, yep. So yeah. that's a good one, Doug Jordan. Very nice. Number three, freaking clothing, freaking Tady, freaking Risher. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, everybody who goes on spring break vacation knows one of the most popular things to do is go to the beach, go swimming. So I would recommend packing your skimpiest freaking Speedo. Uh, it doesn't matter if you got a big freaking Dangly Johnson, you got a tiny freaking Dangly Johnson. It's going to look great in a Speedo. Uh, it's going to do the same thing with your rear freaking end, too. Uh, if you plan on going out later at night to a nice restaurant or you're going to go to a club, I recommend a tiny freaking skimpy Speedo. And honestly, you'll be the hit of the club. Everybody he's going to be freaking wearing you know nice clothing nice pants you're going to be standing out with your freaking skimpy speedo it's going to be great and if you're traveling if you're you know you're you're wrapping up your vacation or you're just getting set and you're on the plane you're waiting in the airport you want to wear something comfortable i recommend a skimpy freaking speedo uh it's you know there's not a lot to it it's easy to slip on and off uh, if you got to go to the bathroom you can just you know take it right off you're basically freaking naked right on the plane so um, I think that covers it. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd like to mention is that if you're feeling a bit bashful about the skimpy speedo situation, put a big freaking t-shirt on. You know, let's say you wear a size large, get a double XL, maybe get a triple yeah. XL, uh, and that will sort of act as a barrier between the speedo and the audience in which the speedo yeah. is maybe not intended for. Yeah, and make sure you get if you are gonna opt the route of a t-shirt that's seven sizes too big for you, go swimming in it. Don't take it off before you go swimming. Make sure you're going in there full t-shirt on. Yeah, 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 and a white t-shirt. So, Doug Jordan, yeah. number four, toilet. Oh, I wasn't prepared for this because I I just did the shelter one. Yeah, well, this is the one that you always do. I'm not gonna take that away from you. That would be a punishment. You have done nothing right. wrong at this point. Well, okay. Uh... You could, if you're on the beach, you could dig a hole and use the the, the the hole. See, my fear with that is that it's freaking spring break. A lot of college co-eds are out. Everybody's freaking playing around. Everybody's freaking wrestling in the sand. Two freaking buddies are wrestling in the sand. One guy freaking rolls. The other one rolls over. They roll into your freaking bathroom hole that you just made. And now they're mud wrestling in the most disgusting way possible. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Okay, I got another idea. So, you know those uh, lifeguard towers? They got the big, they're big stilts. They should put bath. They should put bathrooms under there. And then, or you just and then go another one on top, so that if oh, you yeah. got, and then you're unlucky, and you're in the bottom, and you just all of a sudden kerplop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you start mud wrestling your buddy. In the worst way. Yeah, maybe they just have lifeguard towers that look that that look like they're lifeguard towers, but they're just freaking toilets. Yeah. One on the top, yeah. one on the bottom. 
hilarious. So that's very good. Number five, cars and motorcycles. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. I think cars, motorcycles all go nicely with spring break, although generally you're going to be doing a lot of drinking. So if you go drinking, the best thing to do is to call a cab or drive a motorcycle so that you limit the amount of damage you can do. Mm-hmm. One motorcycle into a crowd of people is not nearly as dangerous as a truck or a mid-sized sedan. Yeah, yeah but if, you, if you're on the motorcycle and you drive in front of the, the mid-sized sedan or the truck, you're going to hurt more people. Well, no, because it honestly, you're probably not going to crash on the motorcycle because you only got two wheels. And just by math, you know, two wheels are probably easier to handle than four. That's true. So, That's a good point. That yeah. girl. You got to yeah. balance on the two wheels. Yeah, but it handles the corners. You lean into it. Yeah, it looks freaking sweet, too. God, I want a motorcycle. Number six is sports. We'll go with freaking Tadia freaking Richard on this one. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I when I think of spring break, spring break sports, I think of beach volleyball. I think of soccer. I think of, you know, tossing the old pig skin around. I also freaking recommend the sport of highlight, Doug, where you basically take a ball and it's in this giant wooden sort of scoop that looks like a big friggin' bird's beak and you fling it at a wall and it goes about 200 miles an hour. It's absolutely friggin' hilarious. Lots of people have died from it. Um, highlight look it up it's absolutely hilarious yeah. like a like a frito scoop is yeah. that the shape of the thing yes yes like a frito scoop excellent freaking reference doug well done where do they freaking play highlight they play it mostly in miami and they you know there's a couple of highlight courts in there um but you know if you want to start a pickup game i recommend just grabbing your freaking highlight scoop grabbing a ball and just winging it at the freaking closest person to you they'll know they'll know exactly what's going to happen suddenly you have a freaking fantastic street highlight game going on yeah yeah that's a good point uh back to back go to number seven geography tady Richer. Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to head down south where it's a little bit warmer. Uh, you go to Mexico, you can go to, you know, some of the beaches down here on the East Coast, like Florida. Um, Myrtle Beach. You know, my, Juarez is absolutely a hilarious place to go. Yeah, Maryland. Maryland, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Maryland, yeah. People that love Maryland. It's known yeah. for its beaches. Now, number eight, and finally, Doug Jordan. Miscellaneous, which everyone knows is sex. Take that. Take us out. You, uh, practice safe sex. Yep. Condoms are good. Sure. Protect yeah. against herpes. Birth control, mm-hmm. also good. Uh, if it's good for you, then it, it'll be good. Well, what about the other person? Well, they'll, they'll wear the condom. Wait a minute. So- what are you envisioning? Well, I, you know, just, uh, I'm not envisioning anything. I'm just, you know. Wait, so you're wearing the condom or he's wearing the condom? Well, no, anybody can, well, it depends on what you do, you know, just be, you know, wash your hands and make sure you take a shower. Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It's been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you. Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week. Ah.
I see her rolling up, Uber black Cadillac High heel boots and a sexy body full of tats Baby's bad, oh baby's hella bad After her there ain't no coming back Wanna take a run at that I think she's feeling me, turn it up a few degrees My imagination of her body gets the best of me Oh gosh, she's such a tease, bitten lips, bruised knees I'm addicted to her, need her touching me Cause she got a This has been a production of Our Week Studios W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester Closer for a taste and I'll show you how I make everything is good Cause she's like